I'm AC Brown, and you're listening to Is My Aura On Straight, a podcast designed to help you start living from your core instead of your conditioning. Each week, we'll have deep conversations that will help you create a powerful transformation that shifts your perspective in life, love, and business, with topics ranging from spiritual self-development, human design, astrology, metaphysics, and everything in between. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? I am your host, AC Brown. I am your psychic channel and spiritual guide, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? In this episode, which is part of our communication series, I sit down with sisters Uchenna and Chioma, who are also projector and manifesting generator, and they are the owners of CC's Closet NYC. CC's Closet is a bold, colorful, feminine, and fly store that sells head wraps, um, dresses, accessories, and they partner with tailors in Nigeria, and they provide jobs for those tailors in Nigeria and they bring those custom pieces to the US. And this store and this concept was started based out of a need that Uchenna had for having fashionable headwear for her protective styles. And they partnered up and they built this amazing business. In this episode, we talk about the trials and tribulations and how two sisters communicate in working together in a business. And we also have a little moment with the sisters and they talk about how last year during COVID was a turning point for them and how they combined their twin powers, even though they're not twins, but they're close in age um, to really transform the business. So take a listen. Welcome both of you fabulous people. So my first question to you, and you can answer separately, is, is your aura on straight? Um, I don't know yet. My Mine is undecided. Um, I still have a lot of energy. I think I'm manifesting, generating myself, but I also think that uh, I saw that one of the key, the key, um, I forgot what it was called, but frustration can be like some a sign of like me not being in alignment, and I do feel frustration sometimes. So, um, so maybe my uh, my aura is like kind of straight, but she she could be straighter. Okay, all right. What do you mean for your aura to be on straight? Well, your aura just in general, like your energy, the way you walk, the way you talk, your presence, all of that. Oh yeah, I think I think my aura is on sh- straight. Like I feel at peace I feel self-assured I feel a certain level of levity in my spirit and also confidence um that I think I definitely lacked in the past so yeah I believe my aura is on straight I love that so how long have you two been running your business five years and what's that five years been like <laughs> a roller coaster. <laughs> I was like, there have been high highs, there have been low lows, but I will say that I'm grateful for who I went through with it, through them with. I don't think I could have sustained a relationship with anyone else 
while going through it for this long. Yeah, I, I, I really feel like if I didn't partner with Shoma, I don't know if CCs would still be around. I probably would just be doing something else. Wow, that's a very interesting observation. So do you think that the longevity of CC's closet going forward is going to really depend on both of you kind of sticking together? That's a good question. I would say for me, I think that whenever I feel like low energy or like I don't want to do something, my sister being a part of it does encourage me to keep going. So it gives me additional energy to keep trying and pushing forward. If like there's roadblocks and stuff that I need to pull through, I get a lot of the energy because I love and respect her and I know how much she sacrificed for this. So I would, so it gives me that extra energy to do the additional sacrifice to get to the next level. And we've been so lucky because 2020 was really, was really fucking hard. It was really Ooh, hard. Oh, I'm sorry. Upset. No, you can curse. You can curse <laughs> on here. Because it was really, it was really tough. There were some really low lows during that time period, but we never gave up and we kept pushing through. And now we're on the brink of some of the biggest deals and opportunities in our business life. Yeah. Yeah. And no. I think that we had to go, we had to weather through that storm to get here, but it was really, really hard. It was really hard. And it's okay to cry. <laughs> No, it's, you're fine. <laughs> so, well, let's let's stay there for a second because, you know, with it being really, really hard in 2020, what were some of the turning points where you both decided, okay, we're either going forward or we're not? Because having it be hard is an all-encompassing thing because I think when it's hard in your business, it starts trickling in your personal life. It starts trickling in the day-to-day and you feel stuck and you can't move. So what was the turning point as sisters who are running this business to say, okay, we're, we're going to pull up our bootstraps and we're going to keep going. What was that communication like? I don't think, so I would say that I don't, at least I never thought of stopping because we kept looking for options. Like we kept looking for ways to keep going. So like when March hit, like, and there started to be applications for business grants, like we were applying to grants. Like we were looking for funding wherever we could get it. We applied to the PPP loans. We did everything that was out there that could keep us going. Cause I think with this business, like myself and my sister, of course, we, we get our income from the business, but also we have employees that depend on us, right? We have like a team in Nigeria that depends on us. We have people who's we've been able to bring up from poverty to like middle-class existence because of our business. Right. And so um, we felt an obligation to them to try, to try to make it through. And there were definitely some times where like, we weren't sure if it was going to happen, but I think, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a perpetual optimist. So yeah. part of me always thought it was going to, I knew it was, it was going to be tough, but I knew it was going to work out some way, somehow, maybe not the way that I thought, but I had a belief that there was going to be some way to get to where we needed to be in order for us to keep going. And I feel like for me, I think we have different turning points and like points of view. So I don't, I feel like I have this like strong confidence in CC's closet mainly because like pretty much my whole the whole time it's existed people have given us well my friends have given us reassurance that it was going to be something big or like huge even though it was something at the time I probably couldn't see for myself so I I'm bullish on my creative my creativity on my sense of style on my vision because I know that's something I've been consistently rewarded for in life 
so there's that I have confidence in. Secondly, I think, um, again, instead of giving up, I think my first choice is always to try something else. I am a habitual like problem solver. And um, I like, I like that, like I like that challenge. But sometimes everyone needs like a spark to inspire them. And I think one thing that happened was um, one of the people, one of our manufacturers in Ghana, who I hadn't spoken to a while, reached out to me. And he was like, oh, like, you know, because of the pandemic, things are closed, like things are really, really bad here. And then I began to understand like, you know what, I have housing that is secure. I have food, access to food that's secure and like all my basic necessities. Like I really need to like ensure that I'm doing all that I can to be successful because some people don't. And so he was just like asking if there was anything he could do to secure income. So I was like, okay, I don't know when I will get these products because right now borders are closed. And the globally, we hadn't decided what we were gonna do in terms of cargo yet. But I knew like, I, I felt I felt an obligation to help and assist um, the people in his community who helped make our stuff. So I, we were able to get them to manufacture some things um, for us. And we decided we would just like, once things opened up or once cargo was figured out, we would send them to the US. So there was that. We also saw it as an opportunity for partnership. Um, so we know like um, we have a lot of peers who are also entrepreneurs and they um, are really good at selling in person, but didn't pay attention to the online stuff. And I thought I knew that like CC's closet was like a well-oiled machine. So I was like, okay, let's start selling stuff on like consignment from other brands. Okay. And that 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 helped um that helped for a while and then um i was like talking to my friend because there was like a particular pro well i can be open transparent about it now we really wanted to sell masks but we just didn't know how and what to do and we had like we had like one of our seamstress had like fallen ill our in-house seamstress had fallen ill so we just weren't sure what to do but one thing we knew was like at the time we never had like a um, outside of her, we never had like an American seamstress who just, you know, manufactured for us. So we also took it as an opportunity to expand manufacturing to like the States, which I know it sounds crazy because most people who um, work overseas probably wouldn't like go backwards and go to like the States. But given that time, it was important. And we were able to match with someone from like, a friend who was a former fashion designer and create our mask that way. And um, that helped keep us afloat. That's yeah, awesome. We, yeah, because there was a time when we were both running out of inventory and money <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> and so we were just like, we either need to get some inventory or get some money or One both. One or the other, or both, right, right. Or both. Right. Um, and we were able to do that. So yeah, I think we, we always figured something out asked for yeah, help I, mean, I asked people. everybody yeah I asked everybody and it was great because 
Shoma and I, we really wanted to, we're at a point where we want to experiment with more textures, mm-hmm. but we were kind of constrained with like what was available in um, the market in like Nigeria. Um, at the quality that we needed at it to the be. quality. Right. So with the borders closing, we got more inventive and we found also some alternative sources for like fabrics and started to play around with like textures. And we're like, oh, we found all these like fascinating things. And now these are all like growth engines for our business because like, you know, you never know what CC's cause is gonna come out within the head wrap space. And like no one has as diverse of a selection that we offer, um, you know. So that's been that's awesome. awesome. It's like nothing is in disguise, almost. That's awesome. Yeah. So, how did you decide that you were ready to start a business? Well, we started by accident. I don't yeah. even think that. Like, um, <laughs> well, do you think I you think- were even ready? <laughs> do you think yeah, you were ready? <laughs> It's so funny. It was just like a fun thing for Choma. So what had happened was, so it started back when we were both in college, right? Because we had- was, you were in college. I was in college. Chenna had just graduated and we were going to do a food truck app. Yeah, so but, a, that, but, then but that- But that's not connected to CC's. Yes, it is because it was the first time we tried to partner together. We were yeah. going to do a food truck app and then we didn't get the funding from Columbia because they were being haters. But it would have been a great <laughs> app. But you know the irony? The person who won, it was like a clothing company. Yeah. I'm not sure <laughs> if they're around now. But, but oh, I didn't even, I don't even think about who won because it wasn't me. Um, <laughs> and so, but then, so I, when I graduated, we, I took a trip to Nigeria because it was my grandfather's home going and we were doing a big celebration because he had lived um, to be in his 80s. And so we were doing a big party there. And while I was there, it was the first time I had been in Nigeria in like 10 years. And so like, I was just expecting children with bloated stomachs and flies on their faces. Like that's what I was expecting because that's what I had seen of Africa from the media. And when I went there, it wasn't that, like definitely you can see extreme poverty because it's there. And like, you you see that, but you also get to see like the beauty of the culture. You get to see the beauty of the people. You get to see the beauty of what can be made there. So when we, when I got there, I went to this market and I found these really cute bags and um, I got one for myself and my sister. And I was like, we're gonna wear this to my graduation party. It's gonna be cute. And people kept asking me about them. And I was just like, you know, this is like, I was like, well, if you hop on a flight, you take this train, you take this car, like then you go to this market, like you can get you one too. And she was like, and I was like, people probably don't want to pay like a couple thousand dollars to get like a bag. <laughs> um, and so I was just like, oh, let me see if I can get a couple of them from Nigeria and see if I can sell them. And so at first I'll sell them with my friend, to my friends. And then I, I reached out to my sister um, and I was just like, hey, like, um, can you help me sell these? And she was just like, um okay I'll help you do this but I'm not trying to sell to people in person (laughs) (laughs) okay I I I have this pro well Trump is more casual than me and (laughs) I'm more into like codifying and like organizing stuff um so the first thing I did was like I need a picture of all the bags and then I made this powerpoint presentation so I kind of have this like ad hoc like digital uh like catalog that you could like choose one and purchase from but then the issue was that at the time I was working at a bank I was working in finance and everyone around me was like I'm in so (laughs) they weren't they weren't interested in buying purses and they weren't comfortable like making the purchases from their wives so I was just like okay this is at a time when everyone's like in super into tech everyone's like 
coming out with an app and whatever. And so I was like, trying to like, why don't we just like get online? Like if we have an online store, then anyone can buy one of these bags. And that's when we started to become more seriously. Cause I was like, oh, well, if we're gonna build a brand, we need like a logo, we need like colors, we need like a website. And you know, I did the research for that. And then I created the, I built the first website. She did build the first website. Yeah. Um, and then I was doing a lot of the social media stuff um, yeah, and um, taking a lot of the photos. <laughs> we were taking the photos ourselves when we started. And then we eventually were able to grow and build. But it, like, I would say like, we, we started the business because I just asked my sister and she wanted to help me. <laughs> and she was like, we're going to do sure. this. If we're going to do this, we're going to do it well. Um, so that's how we started. I think if someone else wants to know when they're ready to start, I would say like, if you keep asking yourself that you should probably just try and test it out first. Cause I think if I hadn't been able to sell bags to people, like if, if no one bought a bag for me and like no one was able, and I wasn't able to convince them cause I'm very convincing in person. If I wasn't able to convince anyone to spend the like 45, $60 that I was spending on the bat that I was asking for, for those bags, if I wasn't able to do that, I would have been like, okay, this isn't a business, right? Cause no one, I can't get anyone to buy. Um, but uh, because I was able to do that, I was like, okay, we can invest more and put more into it and, and grow this thing. Nice. So what are your roles in the company? So formally. <laughs> For, well, yeah. What are your roles and how did you get that role? And do you think you're naturally good at it or is it something you grew into? That's, that's a really good question. So formally, I'm CEO and I'm COO formally. Okay. That's and the role. How did you get that role? I think um, it was kind of told me. But I think that a lot of the stuff that we did just shifted over time. So like when we first started, I was doing all the communication in Nigeria. Yeah. Um, I was doing a lot of the like coordinating with that stuff. And then also um, I took care of all the finance stuff as well. So like, um, making sure that we had money for things, making sure that bills are paid on time. And, and she that still stuff. does that. And I do still do that. I guess I'm also CFO then as well. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, um, and I think for me, one of the reasons why I wanted to partner with my sister is because her creativity, her eye, her design is something that I've always really, really trusted. Um, and so I was just like, I know that if we try to mix it, it's going to be hot. So that's the way that I always thought of it. So I think... Um, I would say that I, I'm good and I'm not good at my role. I think I'm good at it in terms of like, I feel like when it comes to like making a decision about something, I can do it. I can be like, okay, this needs to be done this way. And then when it comes to like figuring out how to like, how much money we have to pay for something, like if this something needs to be cut, like I can, I can do that, right? And um, I think sometimes I do have a hard time saying no to Chenna but um i'm getting better at it you say saying no yes oh my goodness so she wants to do something i like no i it it pains me it used to really pain me (laughs) it used to really really pain me to say no it's Um, nothing's ever a hard no it's just like maybe we'll do that later yeah i guess but that's also the finesseful politician in me is like a oh maybe at another time (laughs) no it's It's not really enough because i think we do try everything it's just like a matter of like when you can schedule it in. Yeah. Because even I say no to myself. Like I literally this month I was just like, everything is so crazy. This is happening next year. Like, like <laughs> I was just like, yeah. 
so I would say that um, I'm good at those things. I think one of the, some of the things that I didn't realize I wasn't as strong at until I had to do more of it with CCs was like doing some of the organizational stuff because I've always been a, um, huh? Nanny, nanny, boo boo with you. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> um, I've always been, um, I've always been really disciplined and good at um, structuring myself. Like I can, I can, if I need to sit down and like get to a goal for myself, I'm very good at doing that. I think doing it for other people is harder for me because I think there's a part of me that really wants to be liked. And I know that when you're like disciplining someone or like telling people that something needs to be done a certain way, um, it can be, that doesn't necessarily result in them liking you. Correct. So that's something <laughs> that I've had to work on, <laughs> um, that I continue to work on. That, that is something that's tough for me though. Okay. And what about you, Shana? Word. Plan. Oh, planning. You said, what's the word? What's the magic word? You're like, plah, plah. You're like, I think my, my plans tend to, to exist loosely in my head. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> putting them down on paper for other people is an effective way to communicate them to other people. That's something that I've had to work on a lot. Um, as like working with my sister and then also working with other people too. So how would you describe your sister's communication style? You first, Yuchenna, how would you describe your sister's communication style? My sister's, oh, it's just, um, dang. <laughs> that was a it's long, like, big sigh. <laughs> lemonade. It's lemonade because you know how lemonade is, you know, it has a lot of positive attributes it's bright, it has just the right amount of sugar, but then there's also that like acidic truth in it. <laughs> so it's like, if I, I know if something stern needs to be said, I, I allow Trauma to say it because she's more like lemonade. And if I say it's more like a shot of gin. Okay. So it's her that's her roundabout way of saying that um I'm very I can be very diplomatic um, diplomatic in how I communicate with other people I was gonna political so diplomatic in how I communicate with other people so if I need to tell you that you're not doing something right I'll probably do a compliment sandwich um but I still will make sure that you know that in the middle is what you need to work on so um and also people just tend to take um constructive um notes better from me yeah than they do from her because I, I never end up really being the bad guy yeah she's never the bad guy never I'm the always bad the guy. bad guy <laughs> um, okay. I'm so, always the bad cop but yeah but I would say China's um communication style she's just extremely direct like she's just like she is gin no chaser but Brandy, it's also no like chaser. I, I feel like I'm also extremely observant and um, you know how I'm supposed to describe you Huh? You know how I'm supposed to be describing you. What do you mean? She said, describe your sister. No, well, I'm saying like, I think people, and I'm, I'm very spiritually aware. So I think people can sense when they know that they're doing something wrong. Because you know when your mama would give you a look? Yeah, sometimes I'm, get, I'm getting the mama face now, you know? Now that I'm, doing, I'm like, you're not supposed to be doing that. Like, why, why are you doing that? Like, and like I said, extremely direct. <laughs> so my next question for you um, is, what's the best thing about being business partners with your sister? Oh, I think it's our commitment with, to 
being truthful and honest um, with Choma. I think like Choma's like one of the few people I feel comfortable being like completely honest and myself with. So it's like really great because like, I feel like I don't have to wear a costume. I don't have to dress up something. I could just be like completely honest. And I think it saves us like a lot of trouble and like time because instead of like being like, well, I don't know how she's gonna take this or like, I don't know how to give her this bad news. Like when we talk to each other, it is what it is. And so it's more of like, how do we deal with this problem or how do we accomplish this goal? Rather than us like bickering back and forth about some bullshit bull crap. <laughs> um, I think the best part of working with Uchenna for me is that, cause like, I think I, I'm a person who I'm very friendly and I'm very open with people, but I don't trust easily. Mm. And I don't trust anyone more than I trust my sister. And I think that like, so I trust her to tell me the truth when I need it and when I don't, but she's just gonna tell me. <laughs> um, I trust her to, to never lead me in a way that's gonna be astray, right? So like if we're, if she has an idea for something, even if I don't like it at first, I'm like, it's Uchenna, so I'm gonna give it a shot. Like, and that's just what it is. And so like, I think for me, it's, it's really, it's been really great to just be able to like, to just know that that anything I give to her, anything that I like that we do together as a project, that her part is handled and I don't have to come in and black woman save her. Like, it's great. And, and then I also would say we're able to have this trust because we're both reliable. Yeah. Um, and hardworking people. There's also that. So that also helps. Because I know that if something's not getting done, it's not because um, it's not because there's not something else that's more pressing that has to happen. And I think that's really, really important. And I think that I, I don't have that trust in many people. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I worked in consulting and there's just some people that you just can't they're trust. Real interesting. Yeah, so they're just really my final question is what's one word you would de- describe your sister? What what's one word on how you feel about her? How I feel about her. Um that's a hard one. I would say one word to describe a channel for me would be powerhouse. Cause I'll say she's a creative powerhouse and an organizational powerhouse. Oh, I love so, that. So like both That's of those so work really well. Are you know the funny? It's like the first word that came to mind was like energy. And then I was just kind of like, I think that trauma is like a, a magical force. Um, that enters like your space and and your life and it enables you to feel she enables you to feel like you can accomplish anything Aww. like anything is possible yeah, she's gonna make me cry <laughs> that's so sweet yeah Aww. yeah it's so funny because we were just talking about this earlier today and I was like is this what it feels like to be chill <laughs> <laughs> No, because she was, she just came up with some really, she was working with some people to make some really bomb designs, like be coming out with some real bomb stuff for the fall. It's going to be real cute. You're not going to want to miss it. And she was just like, oh, because she really set her ground and was like, this is what I want and I'm going to get it. And I was like, (laughs) yes. 
I love it. Well, thank you so much, ladies, for being on this episode about communication with business partners. I will be sure to tell the audience where to find you at. And what's one word that you want to leave the audience with regarding working with sisters and communicating with them? I guess my word would be honesty. I think the sooner you start being honest with each other, with anyone that you work with, sister or not, friend, the easier everything will be. Like, literally everything is easier if you're just honest. And sometimes just know that you can't even do business with your friends like I I wanted to do work on my project with a friend but her communication style was just so poor that I was just kind of like I don't even think we could launch this like properly you know what I mean Mm. it would just be the best so I sort of like take ownership of, of like my space and recognize that not everyone's like fit to be in that space or to have a business relationship um, with me and especially CC's Closet. So yeah, you have to be 100% honest all the time. I'm not gonna tell them that, of course, they don't know. <laughs> but like, I'm just like, it's something that I do keep in mind. Yeah, cause we go hard and we go fast when we, especially when we're working on stuff and sometimes, and if you're not a reliable person, you just can't move at the speed or with the intensity that we do. And so we know that we can rely on each other for that. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode with sisters Uchenna and Chioma of CC's Closet NYC. If you want to find them on the internet, they are on Instagram at CC's Closet NYC and at CC's Closet NYC.com. So thank you all for tuning in. And I hope you have an amazing day filled with good vibes and great energy. Until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Is My Aura On Street? This podcast was produced by Callie Green and edited by Adam Ross. If you loved this episode, please make sure you subscribe and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Until next time, bye-bye.